0: Father, thank you so much that um, you choose to, to work with us, to live among us, um, through your spirit, but also through each other, the presence of, your presence in, in each one of us. Thank you for Gordy here today who is full of your spirit, and we pray that we would hear, have yours to hear the word you have for us this morning, each one of us. Uh, no matter where we're at in life, that we would hear what you're saying to us individually, but also as a body. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks. Feels like we're really ramped up today, so I don't know what's going on. Everybody's here, it seems, almost, and... Don't want to be too forthcoming with that, because usually there are a few away. Don't want them to feel bad. But we are, uh, as Kirsten mentioned at the beginning of the service, this is an intergenerational service, which means that all ages are together here for the teaching time. And what we're going to do is we're going to kind of blend the adult theme, which has been sharpening our focus, with the kids theme for the month of November, which is... Honor everyone's a VIP. And um, who can tell me what VIP stands for? Eleanor, very important person. Do you know do you know a VIP personally? Huh? Right there. That's right. You got it. Everyone's a VIP. And so it's that's right it's a very important person or someone who's in, in, in our culture we use that as a term for somebody who's had a very important achievement um, like the trophy indicates that they've won an award could be the most valuable player in the Stanley Cup championship or the, the, uh, the, the world series of baseball or it might be somebody who won an Oscar at the Academy Awards, or the NBA Championship. woohoo! But we've been learning in Kids Church that as far as God is concerned, everyone is a VIP. Now, how many like countdowns? Do you like countdowns? How many kind of get excited with countdowns? Where, where do we do countdowns in our culture today? New Year's Eve? Church starting? End of the game, space launch, yeah. Are you ready? Here we go! Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Woo-hoo! Okay, I'm not sure quite what that was up to, but here is the point. The point is that countdowns kind of build you up for something. Now, I grew up playing basketball, and what I love about countdowns in sports is it's really exciting if your team's winning. It's not so exciting if you're losing. But if you're winning, you know, when the Canucks are winning on those rare occasions that they are, there's, they're, you know, and they're in their home team, their home arena, everybody counts down the end of the game, right? Well, I think the most exciting sport for countdowns is basketball. I grew up playing basketball. What I love about the countdown of basketball is if you got the ball and there's like two seconds left and you shoot that ball and there's one second left, even if the buzzer goes, if the ball's in the air, the basket's good as long as you make it. Yeah. And they call that, what do they call that? There's a name for it. Buzzer beater. Woo! Buzzer beater. Alright, I feel, I feel like I should wear, anyway, jersey when I say that. So I want to share with you one of the most exciting moments in Canadian sport in all of history. Are you ready for it? Here we go. Here's a buzzer. beater. 4.2 seconds left. Crank it, Mark.
2: It's off to Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger?
1: Now watch the replay, you gotta see this, watch this.
3: Beam.
1: Watch
2: this, I'm gonna show you something
3: Series! Here. Toronto is won!
2: I lost my voice for this one, by the way.
1: Okay, watch, 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 watch this. Look at the clock, look at the clock! 15 one, fourth quarter ten by Kawhi three, Leonard. Three,
4: four, five!
1: And
4: the game Whoa. winner,
1: one more, one point. Oh, Kawhi, kawaii. Yeah! Woo! So, does anybody know when that happened? anybody anybody remember that? Yeah, know. Tay, do you remember that? <laughs> I asked Tay to set it up. He said, "Oh, what a moment that was." So, um, the reason why I love that story is because it was kind of the, I think it was the second series in the playoffs, right? Wasn't it? Was it their second round? It was game seven, and it was like 4.2 seconds left. And it was tie game. And so the Raptors then went on to, and, and every one of their series was like that. And on my birthday, just saying, on my birthday, my family took me out to Boston Pizza, Big screens everywhere, good beer, and they won the championship. June 13th, and it was, that was quite special for me because I'm a Canadian. I grew up in Canada, and and Canadians don't get make it to the NBA. We're too short. We can't jump high enough. Um, and now there's a lot of Canadians going into the NBA, and for for a Canadian team to win the championship, okay, I know a lot of them are Americans. I know that, but. But it just was so special for me because my dad had just passed a month before, and he was the one who introduced me to basketball in the gymnasiums, and it was just just kind of sweet, kind of special. And so here, here, the, here you have Kawhi, the guy that made the shot, holding the championship trophy when they won the championship. This was a parade in Toronto. Can anybody guess how many people attended that parade? Are you ready? Two point two million people. It was crazy. Just crazy, just crazy, just nuts, crazy, nuts, crazy. So, and um, <clears throat> the mayor of Toronto, this is Kawhi again, he's kind of excited. Uh, the mayor of Toronto said, this is a, he, he, he presented the raptors with the key to the city and he announced that he would rename a section of Bremner Boulevard, they re- renamed it to Raptors Way. And he said, what you have accomplished together is deserving of the highest honor honor that this city can offer. And he presented the key to the city to Kawhi Leonard, who promptly got traded or moved to to another city. But that's okay. Um, That's another thing. And of course, there's the honoring we're doing today of people who gave their lives for uh, freedom in Canada. But what we're talking about today is that kind of honor that Tor- that Toronto and, and Kawhi Leonard got. God says we all are VIPs. We're all worthy of that honor. And so honor is letting someone know you see how valuable they really are. And I came across the Orange Song this month. And I loved it so much. I felt we need to do it. So if you're able to, can you stand up? and if you want to move your body a little bit you can move your body some of you kids you, you don't know the actions necessarily but just come on up here and, and do your own moves if you want to follow the moves of the of the video you can do that and, um, and, and, and adults improvise please be safe be safe we don't want to have to call 911 but, but you know make moves within your sphere of ability. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're gonna celebrate how special each one of us are. Everything you do is beautiful. Oh, All that you have made is wonderful. That's Colin Kaepernick, by the way. Guys, saw some pretty exciting moves there. That's awesome. Way to go, adults. Good job. Because God made you, you are beautiful. I know some of you have a hard time believing that. But today we're going to talk about how it's so important for you to know how beautiful you are and how much God honors you. Otherwise, you can't honor others. And that's what this is all about. You can't give honor if you haven't received that from God. So, um, today's lesson is learning to honor others by putting them first. How do you honor others? We say, well, how can I, how can I, how can I put others first if I'm supposed to be honored? Well, you see the way the kingdom of God works is that when you have that posture and you know that God has loved and honored you, then you're free to love and honor others. The Bible says that Jesus, knowing that he was God, that he'd come from God and was going back to God, took out a towel and a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. He was free to honor and love his disciples because he had been honored and loved by the Father, by God. So how do we, how do, we do that? How do, what does that look like? Well, today we're going to look at a story from the Bible, the most incredible friendship in history, the story of David and Jonathan, how that honoring each other was such a part of their relationship. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It just touches me and moves me so deeply. So we're going to look at it today with the help of our friends, Brandon and John. And uh, let me say that these guys take silly to a whole other level for the glory of God. So I want you to enjoy them as they uh, kind of unpack the story of David and Jonathan with the So-and-So Show.
4: After you. Thank you. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> After you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is a hilarious predicament. Why does this keep happening? Hi. Right, well.
2: It keeps happening because you keep saying after you, and then you go in at the same time.
4: Oh, I think you're misunderstanding. I'm not saying after you, I'm saying after you,
2: as in, hey, you, go after. Oh, yeah. that's a really confusing use of the comma. I know, <laughs> English language, right? Right, can we go in now? Sure, after you. Now, are you saying after you, or are you saying after you? Or wait, wait. you know what, you just go in first. No, right? no, no, no,
4: I wouldn't dream of it. No, I,
2: I insist. No, Brandon, you're my
4: friend, I insist you go first. Thank you. What? Are you serious? I'm sorry, you gestured and I thought you wanted me to go first. No! No! Will you just go in? No! Why not? Because now I'll feel bad. Will you please just, will you just go?
2: Okay. Come on.
4: Okay, that time it was deliberate because I just wanted to see the look on your face.
2: There it is! Okay,
4: uh, seriously, you go first. I'm not gonna move from this spot. You have my word. (laughs)
2: <laughs> See,
4: when I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. I'm a man of my word. You can take that to the bank, boy <laughs> <sighs> That makes sense. <laughs> Uh, oh, hi, I'm John. And I'm Brandon. And, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but... What are you doing, John? Insert your name there.
2: Oh, well, I'm glad you asked that. Oh. Oh, it's a oh, chair. I'm okay. It's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to do something with my life, John. You know, I'm trying to make my mark... Get it?
4: By blowing bubbles?
2: Well, no, I mean, yeah, but doing something that's so unique, so improbable, so weird, that that people will say, that guy, that guy right there, he did something.
4: He blew bubbles.
2: Not just any bubbles, my friend. Trying to grow the world's biggest bubble. Oh, that's cool. What's the biggest one so far? Oh, the biggest, uh, 8.563733333, 8.563733333, et cetera, inches. No kidding. Yeah? What, what, what number are you trying to break? Oh, uh, let's see. I got it. It's written down here. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. 50 feet. Got a ways to go. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. So if you don't mind. No, I don't
4: mind, but uh, our viewers might get a little uh, bored with Hey!
2: Hey! Are you doing this for Chimpley's Don't Believe It or Do? Yeah, that's right. So could you please stop in no.
4: Okay, yeah, I'll leave you alone to that. I just thought you might like to know that I'm an official Chimbley's don't believe it or do verifier. What? Yeah. You are? I am. I I actually got Longbeard Carl in the book, The Longest Stare. Check that out.
3: You should call
2: him Long Stair, Carl. Do you mean to tell me I've been sitting here next to someone who could literally make my name last forever in a printed 40 to 45 word blurb somewhere in the pages of the most widely circulated tome of weirdosity in the country and parts of Canada and I didn't even know it? Yeah, I think so.
4: I a lot of words in that question.
2: John... Buddy, pow. Chum? Chum, oh. Have I ever told you how good of a friend you are? I don't think so. You, you're a good one. Oh. Can I get you anything? You want to like a cookie or like a cup of joe? I can get you some. Printed material with lots of pictures. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm Uh, good.
4: You're not just being nice to me because now you know I'm a verifier for Chimbley's Don't Believe It or Do, right? What, no, are you kidding me? Oh, okay, (gasps) because because, you know I can't just get you in the book. That would be unethical. You have to earn it. Oh. Uh, But, I mean, I mean, I might be able to help you train. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think there are rules against that. Let me let me check the world's smallest rule book. Eh? Ooh. Mm, do you have a magnifying glass? Of course. Great. There we go. Okay. Yeah. It says right here that I can take part in in your training as long as I am not a part of the weirdness itself. Does that mean? Yes, I think it means, John helps Brandon train so Brandon can make it into Chimbley's Don't Believe It or Do's 34th edition, thereby making Brandon famous in the process
2: montage. No one can stop you, it's time to fly. Make no mistake, you're a talented guy. Only the best can accomplish the deed Do it and you will succeed If you really wanna be weird You've gotta do things that are weird You'll be a door that mostly revered That runs with weird You are so weird Hey! How did that help me learn how to blow bigger bubbles? It's
4: Bible story time with Kellen!
3: Hello, friends, and hello to you, Kellen. Have I got a story for you today? I hope the answer is yes. It is! we're gonna be talking about David and his best friend, Jonathan.
2: I I have a best friend named Jonathan, too. Oh, thanks, man. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, because you are the Jonathan I was referring to. You have another friend named Jonathan?
3: Take it away, Kellen. Will do. We've got a lot of story to get through today, so let's get to it. David, as you remember, was What was that? Glad
2: you came. Glad you're here. I know it's getting late, but never fear. We'll give a blow-by-blow of the Bible story. on the Melv Solomon
3: story recap. Okay, so this is happening. Hello, Melv. Thank you, Kellen. You're
2: very kind. I'm Melv Solomon with the Melv Solomon story recap. With me as always is my brother-in-law, Greg, tickling the ivories. Oh, Greg!
4: Actually, I'm playing an electronic keyboard and not a real piano, so technically I'm, I'm tickling uh, the plastic.
2: My unusually talkative brother-in-law, Greg, everyone. Hmm. But you know something? He's more than just my brother-in-law. He's my friend. No joke, we're like bread and butter, popcorn and apple jacks. We spend so much time together, we practically finish each other's.
3: Okay, so we're telling the story of David. Right, and his buddy Johnny. Get me started, big guy, and I'll jump in when the mood strikes. Fair enough. So David, as you remember, was chosen by God to be the next king of Israel. So he had that going for him, but not only that, the people really loved David, mostly because he knocked out a giant with a slingshot.
2: I got a tune for that one, Kellen. Hit it, Greg. Greg. (laughs) Greg! well, to (laughs) it in this. You've been reading your dictionary before bedtime again, Greg. (laughs) Play the song. Person, a giant is a person. Sure, they're taller than any other person, but you should still treat them nice, or they might eat you. Take it, Kellen.
3: Yeah. So David killed Goliath with a rock, but even though God chose him to be the next king, and even though people loved him, David wasn't king yet. That's right, the first king of Israel was King Saul,
4: and he was very what is this? What is
3: this, the Greg show? Let the men talk, Greg. No, he's right. King Saul was in charge, and David was actually best friends with King Saul's son, Jonathan. They probably could have been enemies, but Jonathan was always kind to David. He even gave David his princely robe and his military gear because Jonathan wanted David to know how valuable he was. I hear you. Check this out. Greg!
2: Greg! Greg! no, not pugnacious! Hey, if you say so, Greg, play the tune. Nope. <laughs> huh. You matter, no matter what, you matter. I don't say this to flatter, you matter, you do. You matter like a ladder, like a bowl of cake batter, like the glass in front of salad that protects it from splatter. You matter. You matter.
4: You know one
3: interesting thing about Jonathan? Zip! What did he say? Doesn't matter. Okay. So, as it turns out, King Saul didn't like David very much. He was jealous of David's popularity. In fact, he wanted to kill David. But Jonathan stood up for his friend. That's right. He reminded Saul of all the good things David had done. Right. And King Saul agreed not to kill David for a little while then the anger started to creep back in. David knew King Saul wanted to kill him again, but Jonathan wasn't sure. So David and Jonathan came up with a plan. David decided he would not come to the traditional new moon feast that King Saul was having. If King Saul was angry about it, Jonathan would know his father still wanted to kill David. And boy, was he angry. King Saul threw a spear at his own son. He was
2: so mad. He missed, though, fortunately. Wish I had a spear right now.
4: Didn't the crazy part? Jonathan uh, told David to, to wait out in a field because he was gonna shoot three arrows. And if the arrows went past David, it was the signal that meant David was in danger. So Jonathan shot the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> and they went past David. So David came out and said goodbye to his
2: best friend. All right, yeah, you're not even making sense now, Greg. If David was gonna come out and talk to Jonathan, why go through all the arrow business in the first place? Stick to what you
3: know, why don't you? (laughs) Sorry. That's actually how the story goes. Come again? Greg's right. Jonathan shot the arrows past where David was hiding, and that's how David knew it was safe enough to come out, but not safe enough to return to King Saul. David had to run away, but before he did, he promised to always be kind to Jonathan and his family. Both friends put the other friend first.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I suppose I could learn a thing or two from them, you know, about putting friends first and all. Couldn't we all? Greg, come on out here, Greg. Look, I'm sorry I wasn't putting you first. Hey, you know what, come on over here. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you. Come here. Right here. You. You're my best friend, Greg. (laughs) You know what? Here. Take us out.
4: You're here. I know it's getting late, but never fear. We gave a blow by blow of the Bible story
2: on the Mel Solomon. And story recur.
3: Wow. That was that was that was weird. But the lesson still works. If you want to show someone they matter to you put them first. Sometimes it's that simple. Right, fellas? Right, yeah, in fact, John put me first today. Yeah.
4: Wait, am I the John you're talking about?
2: There is no other John. I mean, you, you helped me, even, even though you probably had better things to do. No. Still, I, I felt like I mattered.
3: Oh, good, good. You do matter. We all do, in fact. Jesus gave his life to show us how much we matter to him.
2: Amazing. Thanks, Kellen. You matter to us for sure.
4: Aww. Yeah, yeah. And if you ever want to make it into Jimbley's Don't Believe It or Do, hey, let me know. Maybe, uh, I don't know, tallest hair. Or
2: biggest bubble. Ah!
3: I popped, Kellen. I'm fine. Happens all the time. See you guys next time. Yeah, bye, Keller. (laughs) Thought we
2: lost him. (laughs) Reveal the question. Wow,
4: what are the best ways to honor your friends?
2: You could give them your princely armor or help them do a training montage for bubble blowing. Or also normal things. What's your answer? What are the best ways to honor your friends? Yeah,
4: talk about it with each other.
2: We'll see you next time on The So-and-So Show. (laughs) (laughs)
1: going to try a little improv and I'd like a volunteer to pretend as an actor that you're coming to the door of my house. This is, I'm sitting in my living room kind of just chilling on my iPhone and uh, so I I need a volunteer who would be willing to do a little improv with me and you're coming to visit me, and that's the door, so you shut, you, sh- okay, come on, Pax, shut the door, go outside, shut the door, and knock on the door, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on, hang on, yeah, okay, here we go, all right, so shut the door, knock on it, come in, Hello? oh, hey, Pax, how's it going, sorry, I'm just in the middle of a video game here, I just, just hang on here, uh. Uh, Just hang on, yeah. Just, just, just hang out here, Pax. uh, Yeah, it's good to see you. So, is that a way of honoring somebody? No. Okay. So let's pretend. Let's pretend that Pax is leaving. Okay. So he's come for a visit, and he's about to go. And so I want you to pretend that you're leaving to say goodbye, and you're gonna go out the door. Okay. Hi, Gordy. Okay, Pax. Good to see you. Take care. Hey, yeah. Thanks for chilling. Bye. Was that uh, honoring Pax? No. Okay, Pax, we're going to try this again. Okay, we're going to try it again, okay? So knock on the door. Come in. Pax! Woohoo! Good to see you, buddy. Man, I haven't seen you for a whole two hours. So good to have you back. Hey, come here. I got something for you. Come here. I got something for you. Come on over here. Come on over here, buddy. Man, I tell you what, you know, you know, I've fought a lot of battles, and 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 I've been through a lot of wars. And you know what? I just feel like I, I, it's your turn. So, so I want to give you a special robe here. Oops. And I need a new microphone. And and I killed and, uh, 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 kill kill a lot of giants with this thing. So there you go, buddy. There's a little shield. This is kind of symbolic of of all those hundreds of trophies I've won through my life, and, and, and I just want you to know that uh, I want to honor you as my friend, because our friendship is more important than anything I've ever achieved or done. So good to see you.
0: The reason why I'm hugging you just one-handed is because I don't want to kill you with this
1: sword. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Alright. Thank you, Pax. Now, um, you can... Can you keep those? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> Thank you, Pac. Give him a good hand. Now, sim- simple illustration, but what did I choose to put before, or what did I choose to, how, what kind of became second place on the second scenario? What was second place? It was what I was doing, right? It was what I was kind of preoccupied with, and I made Packs more important than what I was doing on my iPhone. So that's a simple example. So Kathleen's going to lead us in an exercise that kind of uh, gives us an opportunity to practice this.
0: David and Jonathan. Jonathan, it says he became one in spirit. One in spirit with David. Because he saw the valor and the bravery and the courage, that David exhibited against John uh, against Goliath, right, guys? Now, can you tell me? Because we're going to go into a small group in just about two, three minutes. So you know what to do. Can you tell me another word that means the same as became one with or his spirit was One with, other than something like admire or honor. Can you think of any other words? Joined. Yell it out. United. Carried. Okay, some of the words that I found were unite with, join in, bond with, to combine, to consolidate. So this was illustrated just recently by a little boy who is seven years old. How many guys here are seven? Uh, yeah, Dan's seven. And he's more than seven. But how many of you are just seven? Anybody just seven? Elijah. And somebody else is putting their hand up back there. Samantha, okay, we got seven-year-olds, exactly. There's a little boy named Ethan Smallwood. It's kind of cute because his name is Smallwood. you know what province he's from? If you guys listen to CBC, he's from Newfoundland. He came home from school in October and decided he wanted to dress up as Terry Fox for Halloween. His mom became one with his dream. So they got, you know, the hair, and he actually figured out how to... You know, how you do this with Terry Fox when you're... Terry Fox, how you kind of do the special hopping leg. And he went out, and they did an online fundraiser for him, uh, with him. And he's now raised $17,000. And I don't know how much candy he has, but he wasn't really interested in candy so much. And he said he wants to continue this. Seven going on eight, maybe going on nine... And I have a quote from Fred Fox, who actually lives in Vancouver. That's Terry Fox's brother. Quote, this is what Terry Fox's brother, Fred, said to Ethan on a Skype call. It's so amazing that a young guy like you is raising money for cancer research. You know, Ethan, you live so close to where Terry first started his Marathon of Hope. Terry would be so proud of you. He never, ever could have imagined that young kids like you who are inspired by him are keeping his dream alive. So this is a good modern-day example of someone who, like David, he recognized Jonathan. Or was it the other way around? Good job, Pax. You're right on the target. Jonathan could have been the guy that was in power. He, he was in the line to ascend the throne. We know that. But he had discernment to see that God had his hand on David. So he got behind David, and they became best friends. And just like this kid, Ethan, he got inspired by, he was a super fan. He got inspired by Terry Fox. Can a 7-year-old do something great? Can our 7-year-olds do something great? Absolutely. So another word that it exemplifies, okay, guys, I need you to have eyes on you're not going to get these unless I know somebody who's really into this. I there was somebody that wasn't here today. Her name is Sherry. She was doing this last Sunday. Kirsten and I talked to her about it. What do you think these are? They're there's something. Giant toothpicks? Who said that? It takes an old person <laughs> I don't know how many kids knit these days, but these are knitting needles. Oh, you said it too. Awesome. So we're not going to hand you out knitting needles, but we are going to hand you out in small groups. Wow, so cute. Little balls of yarn. Now, those of you that want to be kinesthetically challenged, you can actually try to hold this piece in your circle, and as you throw the ball to the other one, or... If you want to just pass the ball, you're going to create a web. You're going to be bonded together in your group. But the main thing is to try and think about why you appreciate the person, how you could honor the person. You know, like in education, we're not told to say, you did so well, you got 100%. Or you only got 82, you should be getting 95. We're trying to to really, really affirm kids in their attitudes of perseverance, Right? It's the character that we're building. So we want to think about why we appreciate, and you can get into groups of three or four. I got lots of balls of yarn, and as you pass, you can try to create a web, or you can say, this is too difficult, I'll just throw the ball. (laughs) Okay? So I'm going to pass these out. What are you going to do? You're going to get in a group, and you're going to pass the yarn, or you can choose to create a beautiful web. Where you're interconnected and you're interlocked. That's another word for being knit. Being knit together in our community and share something that honors each person. Okay. But as I had the privilege of walking around, I noticed, and, and this group first informed me that what they had made, and if you could see it, it's a beautiful, I took some pictures, I got permission, they made stars. And, and this group has got a star. This group probably isn't quite a star, looks more like a, you know, a hammock between the trees. But you created some wonderful designs together, and I want to say... That when you do create something like a star, it makes me think about Sarah and Samantha, that you can be like a star and shine brightly. Like Jesus said, he came into the world to give us light and to shine. And thank you so much for participating and creating a beautiful web together and honoring one another.
1: All right. So just to, just to, you can stay kind of, Stuck together there that's good um, so i love I love the king james so sometimes the older translations of the bible are are so rich and the uh, new American standard Bible and the king james bible the the old the new King James Bible when it says that the soul of Jonathan was one with David in the um, in in the uh in the older translations it says the the heart of Jonathan was knit to the heart of David so it actually uses that word knitting and in the Hebrew that's kind of the, the, the sense so as we honor one another there's a knitting there's a knitting that happens where if somebody's honored you feel like you're honored because your life is so entwined with them So what I'd like us to do is practice together our memory verse. Does anybody know it? Before I go to the screen, it's from the nerve. I love this. The kids call it the nerve translation, the nerve. Does anybody know why we call it the nerve? So if you look here, um, the nerve, N-I-R-V, New International Revised Version is the nerve version. So let's all say it together. Love one another deeply, honor others more than yourselves. Romans 12 10 nerve. Want to try it? Let's try it again. Love one another deeply, honor others more than yourselves. Romans 12 10 nerve. So, what I love about that is that when did you notice that when you pass the knitting ball, the, the, the yarn, that as we honored one another, we all had the ball thrown to us at some point. So sometimes we may feel like we're missing out on this honor thing. But when we live in a life of honor, that ball comes our way. So let, can, would somebody like to try it without the words? Anybody think you can do it? Dan? Oh, no, you're raising your hand for something else. Uh, can somebody try it? Okay. This group over here did pretty good. Let's do it one more time. Love one another deeply. Honor others more than yourselves. Romans 12.10. Nerve. <laughs> awesome. All right. Why don't, we, why don't we wrap it up with a song? Come on up, Steve and Karen. And then we're going to have an extended time of snacks and fellowship. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Just to
3: remind them Remembrance Day, we made a special cake. Just yeah. To rem- move into yeah,
1: huge. Just a huge thanks to Rose for the snacks. There's a Remembrance Day uh, cake and commemorating this weekend. But let's let's finish with a song. Why don't you all stand together if you can?